This is for a boy between 9 and 11. I'm in a place called Katakosh, just outside of Mosul. This is a, a church that was completely destroyed uh, by ISIS. As we were coming through, one of our team uh, discovered one of the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. I don't know who gave it, who sent it, but uh, it touched the life of a child at one point. And of course, we ask people when they pack a box to always pray. You never know where that box will go. Where are the lost? Where are the hardest to get to people groups? Where has the gospel of Jesus not been preached and proclaimed? In Acts 13, 47, for so the Lord has commanded us saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. We live in a broken world, an evil world. Yet Jesus gave us orders. He said, go into the world and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have a job to do. When we talk about going to the ends of the earth, we're talking about shoebox gifts that are taking the gospel to the hardest to reach areas of the world. If you want to bring hope to a broken society, it's the gospel. An Operation Christmas Child is not about passing out toys, it's about the gospel. Each kid, when they receive that box, they're gonna hear the presentation of the gospel clearly. They make a decision for Christ, and then they're trained and equipped to go out and share their faith with others. And many times in areas where it's an unreached people group, the Bible tells us the time is now. We're in the South Pacific. I want to reach these islands for Christ. These are the poor areas. People don't have any hope. People don't come here. There's no tourists here, but we're going to be here. I'm right outside of Mazlan, Mexico, about six hour drive up in the mountains with Operation Christmas Child. This is where people that are brave are taking Operation Christmas Child to the ends of the earth. We need boxes that are packed by families, by churches and groups, but we also need boxes that are packed online. When you build a shoebox online, these are the boxes that give us access into hard to reach places of the world. We go at great lengths, great effort, to take these boxes to children in the most remote parts of the world. It's an incredible journey. You know, the mission of Operation Christmas Child never changes. Children are coming to Jesus. Children are coming to faith. Children are being discipled and children are taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Kristen, and we want to get you connected with Next Steps. What does that mean? Well, Next Steps is where you can come in and you can discover your purpose for the kingdom and in the church, and we can get you plugged in. Jake, how do we sign up? Um, you can sign up at the Welcome Center or see any staff member, or go to the website, onlybelieve.church. Or see us. Or see us, yeah. When is Next Steps? Uh, Next Steps is the first Sunday of every month. Um, there is babysitting and lunch afterwards every time, so. Well, we hope you uh, join us at Next Steps, and we can't wait to see you and help you discover your purpose. See you there. Discover your purpose.
Nailed it. Good morning, Only Believe. I will be in that next step meetings with you. I know there's a lot of people signed up for that, but if you are here at Only Believe and you're like, I've been attending for a season of time, but I don't know what I do next, then you need to be in that meeting next week. We're going to eat some food. We're going to fellowship together. And I'm going to tell you exactly what that next step is and how you can get involved in this church. And maybe after you hear what this church is about, you're like, I love this church because you'll know what we love, what we don't. You'll know what we agree with, what we don't agree with. And we just want to express to you what we do as a body of believers. It's important that you understand the vision of your church so you can join with it and make a difference. Amen. I want to take time to welcome all of our live streamers. And I just want to say thank you for viewing today. We're glad. Thank God for technology. Amen that we can do this abroad, that there's people out of state even watching us right now. I do want to make the announcement today is the first day that our new sound console is in and it is working right now as I'm speaking. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been waiting a long time for it to come in and then to get it installed. Um, but for some of our live streamers out there, just bear with us. Worship's going to be different. They just got it in a couple days ago. So last night they were still working on some things. So bear with us as these changes are taking place. What you hear and what you see could be different. There's a lot of wires that need to be connected. Um, if it is your first time here today, please grab a guest card. It's right in front of you. Grab that, fill it out. We would love to get to know more of you. If if you want to know about our church, then we'll walk you through, maybe give you a tour, help you find out where to put your children, um, what they're learning in the youth and the children's church. And we're just glad that you're able to join us. But let us know that you're here today. We would love, love to tell you more about our church. And also I want to take last but not least, the marriage class is meeting the second Sunday of every month at 9 a.m. in the loft. The loft is upstairs. And if you are a husband and wife, I would encourage you don't fix your marriage after it's broke fix it before it's broke and go ahead and do some maintenance on your marriage it's good to keep your marriage at the priority that it should be and it's very easy these days to get caught up in our work in our children in our church everything that's going on and forget about our marriage and then it breaks so let's do our best to take care of that first all right if you would stand to your feet it's worship time it's a time that you and I get to express and lift up our voices to God and to release faith into this atmosphere. An atmosphere that there's people that have come today that if they don't get a breakthrough, they might go home and things are different for them. There's people that have come that said, Lord, I don't know about my job next week, but if I can hear from you today in this service, just one word is all I need. Amen? Let's do our best today and give our worship, our best to God, because I know that he's not reserving anything from you and I, and he's giving us our best. Amen? Let us start with a grateful heart. Amen.
thankful in my heart I was lost but now I'm found Let's be grateful Faithfulness before me, before me. Oh, I will dance, lift my hands. Ain't no one gonna enter my place. I will sing, lift a shout. Ain't no rock gonna cry in my place. Oh, yes. Oh, ain't no rock gonna cry in my
Why not right here? Why not right now? Because you see, the answer to your miracle is yes. Does God want to heal you? Yes, he does. So why not right here? Why not right now in the presence of the Lord? Let his miracle working power take over. So in surrender, let's lift up our hands and say, Lord, we're here. We're here for you. We're here to worship you. Lord, I thank you that your miraculous power begins to flow in this place like never before. Touch those that need healing today, Father. We're here for you today, Jesus. to lie. 
life with a simple word the marvel at your side your wonders they thought that you had died but you saved the world and your spirit it felt like fire so like a body's broken even when my eyes can't see you know i'm looking for a miracle so why not you and why not me even when it all seems hopeless even though we don't know how lord we're believing for a miracle so why not here and why not now oh yeah Chosen, chosen from the start. 
looking for a miracle So why not here and why not me Even when it all seems hopeless Even though we don't know how Lord, we So why not here? Why not me? Even when it all seems hopeless, even though we don't know how, Lord, we're believing for a miracle. So why not here? Why not now? Oh, yes. Oh, why not now? Your name is power, 
declare that again. Lift your voices this morning. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Yes, it is. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. things I used, I did, I used to do when I was in high school, my uh, best friend was Catholic, so we had to go to Mass on Saturday night, and so when I was search, searching for God, I thought, you know, the, the Catholic Church is always open, it was then, and I'd go in there, and uh, of course, as you come in, there's the holy water, and I'd dip my finger in holy water, make the sign of the cross, go up front, and genuflect, acknowledging the presence of God, and I'd go back where the candles were light a candle, put my money in, and then I touch you and then I would close my eyes and listen because I really expected that one night when I did that I'd hear the big doors open in the back because they creak the hinges would creak and I'd see God himself walk in you know that's not being insane that's called expectant faith and when we pray we ought to expect God to show up and be surprised if he doesn't and stand on his word and thank him 
that is going to give us the miracle that we need. Well, I'm going to share with you out of uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. That's a very familiar verse. It said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And the thing about that, I've often heard that quoted, but the thing about verse 19 is it's the punchline to the story. And every good story has a punchline, and that's just the punchline to the story. And if you don't read the verse, the 10 verses above it, you're missing 90% of the story. And uh, just a couple weeks ago, I heard a good story with a punchline. This uh, Christian lady was on an airplane, and once they reached cruising altitude, she pulls out her Bible. She's reading her Bible. The guy next to her looks at the Bible, looks at her, looks at the Bible, looks at her, and he said, you don't really believe that's true, do you? And she said, of course I do. She said every word of it. He said, okay, explain this. What about Jonah? How did Jonah live in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights and not die? Good question. The lady said, well, I don't know. When I get to heaven, I'll ask him. And the guy says, well, what if he isn't in heaven? She said, then you can ask him. There you go. Back in verse, if we back up to verse 9, uh, the Apostle Paul said, Those things which you have both learned, received, heard, and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And he spent some time with them before he began his ministry, before he began traveling. And he said, The things you've seen, heard, learned, do it. Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father. And it's not just in the saying, but it's in the doing. The proof of the pie is in the eating. So he said, what you served, when, when I spent time with you before I began my journey, he said, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly, and now at last your care for me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. What he's saying is they had supported him financially, sent food, sent clothing, what he needed. But then they went through a hard time and they weren't able to send anything, but now he said, I thank God that you're able to renew the help you've been giving me. And he said, not that I speak it in respect of want, for I've learned in whatever state I am, therewith to be content. He was a tough old bird. He said, I know both how to be abased, I know how to abound, and wherein in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. When the apostle Paul had food in his belly, money in his pocket, sandals on his feet. He traveled and he preached the gospel. When the money was gone, his belly was empty and the, the shoes were wore out, he just kept preaching the gospel. And he said, I know both how to be abased, how to abound, all things I'm instructed, both to be hungry, to abound, and suffer need. Then he said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Notwithstanding, you have done well and did communicate and to my affliction. Now you Philippians know that the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Think about that. He said, you were the only church that supported me. Think how that little church in Philippi, how it, how it was able to help the apostle Paul travel. The apostle Paul wrote almost half the New Testament and think it was because he had the people to support him in that and uh, when he talked about the one thing here in verse 15 
ye Philippians know also the beginning of the gospel he prayed in Macedonia. No church communicated with me concerning giving, receiving, but you only. And the thing is, when I've heard this, most people think that's just about giving, but he's talking about giving and receiving. What we sow is what we grow, either good or bad. And we ought to expect God to meet our needs. When we're, when we're obedient, it's called giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. And he said, for even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit. How about some bananas and oranges next time? I don't think that's what he's talking about. He's talking about Galatians chapter 5, when he said, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance, goodness, and faith. And he said, the greatest desire I have is to see God being used in your life and to see you growing in faith. And he said, but I have all and am bound. I am full, having received of Ephrodius the things which are sent of you, an odor, a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable of God and well-pleasing. Then he says, but, what's that but there for? Nobody walks up to you and just starts a conversation. It says, but, but, but is a conjunction. It's the, uh, it's the collusion, conclusion, conclusion to the story. He said, because, who is he talking to? He says, because my God shall supply your needs. He's saying, because, that but in there says, because of your faithfulness to give. Now my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And uh, I just want to share one more, one thing I, I saw in here. I just had to say, Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11, it says, it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed by through the midst of Samaritan, Samaria and Galilee, it's Jesus. As he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 lepers that were, 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he saw them. He said, go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as these lepers went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, same as cleansed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face, on his feet, face at his feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan, and Jesus said, Were not there ten cleansed, but where are the other ten? There are found not found that return to give glory to God but the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And the one thing in this that you need to understand, as they went, the ten lepers were cleansed. That means the leprosy was arrested. But the man that came back and gave thanks was made whole. Now, what does that mean? I heard somebody say one time it's leprosy, if it continues for a long period of time, that uh, in certain cases, it will cut off the blood flow to their ears and nose, fingers and toes, and those areas will rot and fall off. And all 10 of them were cleansed. And all 10 had the, the leprosy was arrested. It was immediately stopped. But the one who came back and gave thanks, he was made whole. Whatever effect that had on him was completely gone. He received his miracle because of him giving thanks. And because he gave thanks. In everything the Bible says, give thanks. It doesn't say for everything, but in it, in the midst of it. Give thanks. Why not now? And we need to expect a miracle. Expect God to show up.
Amen. And if you'd stand to your feet and bring your offering, I'm going to pray. Eternal Fathers, we come in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for the opportunity we have to give to you today. I thank you, Lord, that your word will not return void. What you promised to do, you're going to do it, Lord. You never leave us nor forsake us. And I thank you for the privilege that we have to give to you today. And, Lord, we look forward to the things that you have for us even this day. We give you thanks in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Uh, we are getting ready, November the 8th, to cast a vote based on our conscience and our convictions that have been arrived at by the Council of Scripture. You have the right to vote Democrat. You have the right to re to vote Republican. But you should not discard that right. You should express what you believe, whether people agree with you or they don't. That is one of the things, freedom of speech. We have a right to express that. So today... I want to pray that we as Christians, that we be led of God, but that we also exercise our right to cast a vote. It's important. Amen? And you can't vote for your father-in-law or your wife and... Uh, and you can't vote for your grandpa that you think has all the answers. But you can vote for whoever's on the ballot. Let your conscience and your convictions lead you. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask God that you would remind us and let us put a value 
upon our singular vote that God it makes a difference that God you will direct the people in your kingdom that God they would vote their conscience and their convictions and God we ask that we accept the outcome of our votes we ask God that you would help us live in the democracy that we as people have established in America and that God we will honor it with peace and unity that God we will act like Christ now God help every individual to make their decision and know that we those that are around them accept their decision because they have a right to free speech and God we thank you for this in the name of Jesus and I ask you God to arrest every voter in America and let them participate November the 8th in Jesus name amen and amen praise God forever hallelujah 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 let's sing this together oh bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord oh my soul and somebody here that lives in Quincy Ohio who is Quincy Ohio who lives in Quincy Ohio you're from Quincy. raise your hand let me see it Quincy Ohio not a bad place it's just a place I moved out of hallelujah no hallelujah no Quincy Ohio hmm all right, is there anybody here that is deaf in one ear or both ears? You're deaf in one ear or both ears? 
please stand to your feet. There, come right, praise God. Who else? Okay, come on down here. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. how did you go, Death? Since you was little. And that's just on one ear? 60, per, 60 to 80% in my right ear and 50 in my left. Okay, all righty. Right ear? Uh, how long have you been deaf in that? About 10 years since I went on a medical mission trip up in the mountains of Ecuador. I got pushed altitude sickness. Really? Well, man, that's not good. How about you, Steve? It's my left ear. Left ear. You went because you sleep with glory on that side? Oh, no. No, I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you? Really? Now, are you totally deaf in that ear? I can hear a little bit, but it's very, like, I have to explain Do you know why? Hmm. Really? Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command right now this spirit of infirmity, except it shouldn't be this ear. Yeah, this is your right ear, left ear, isn't it? I'm sorry, your head's wrong. Now, in the name of Jesus, I command right now, you spirit of infirmity, I command you to come out of her right now. Be opened in Jesus' name. Be opened in the name of Jesus. Now, tell me about how you're here. I can hear when you did that. Speak back here, Jason. It popped open. Can you hear him? All right, there you go. Well, there you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Ecuador. You know, I was praying for a guy one time, and I started to pray for him and uh, the Holy Ghost said I'll, I'll take care of that deaf devil I said you can't I said you have to use the name of Jesus he said you think I can't use the name of Jesus so I said oh well okay go ahead and so I prayed in the Holy Ghost and then all of a sudden said now you tell him he went deaf in the Japanese war he was on an island and that spirit of that island came upon him and he went deaf so I told him that he said that's absolutely right that's when I went deaf so there are spirits that you know uh, the best thing about Ecuador is coffee and and the people so in 10 years Alrighty, and I notice you have a hearing aid in there. Alrighty, and we're not opposed to them, praise God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you deaf devil, I command you in Jesus' name to come out of her right now. Be opened. 
be opened. Oh, it's that one? You, okay, you. Okay, you had a hearing aid in that I one. Have, okay. Well, this one has to hear for this one, so it crosses over. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm, in the name of Jesus, you deaf devil, I command you in Jesus' name to come out. Be opened in the name of Jesus. Be opened. You hear that? It's better. Oh, no, no. Let's get it all the way. You talk to her, Jason. No, no, yeah, it's a devil. You devil, I command you right now, you spirit of infirmity, right now, come out of her in the name of Jesus. Be opened in Jesus' name. God, recreate the nerve endings. God, in Jesus' name, be opened. All right, Jason, say something to her. You... You can hear the sound. You're not distinguishing well, every word he says. So you got one word out of two. But we're going to get it all. All righty? Now, in the name of Jesus, God, I loose the working of miracles. Right now, in Jesus' name, be opened. Okay? You hear that? Yeah. Okay, good. Go ahead, Jason. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. Don't you worry. Hallelujah. We're getting it all the way. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I command you right now, I command you in Jesus' name, come out of her. Be opened. Be opened in the name of Jesus. You hear that? Okay, Jason. Hallelujah. Okay, good deal. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Glory be to God. Okay. Praise. Okay. Better. Now, well, you're going to get it all the way. Now, let me tell you, Eric and I will tell you, we see this stuff all the time. Sometimes you get a measure of what's happening it's the key to the working of miracles now let that faith produce the rest of your miracle all righty where are you from Maplewood. my daughter used to live in Maplewood. yeah well it's a nice town i know some of the people there now i know you hallelujah great deal Okay, Indica, and uh, you don't know when you went. Okay, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you deaf devil, I command you right now in the name of Jesus to come out of her. In the name of Jesus, be opened. Be opened in Jesus' name. Now, I command this deaf devil right now in Jesus' name to come out of her be opened in Jesus name you got that good okay good deal Jason talk to her
Speak in this here, Jason. Now you go. Can you tell the difference? Good deal. All right. And how did you go? Uh, I was at a shooting range and my hearing protection fell out and I didn't realize it. And so you just kept right on shooting. Yep. That will wear those hairs down and... Down to nothing. You're right. Yep. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you right now, you deaf devil, I command you in Jesus' name to come out right now. Be open in the name of Jesus. Amen. Speak to his ear there, Jason. Praise God. Okay. Go ahead, Jason. Hallelujah. I heard that. All right. Praise God. Yep. Some of your vows you'll get used to again, Steve. But in all, in the name of Jesus, God restored all of the way in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, I keep getting this Quincy. If you are watching me on live stream and you're from Quincy, I want you to quickly call the number that's on your, I don't know, we had numbers on screens, do we? Just comment. Send a pigeon. <laughs> And uh, I want to pray for you uh, because I see in your house there is a uh, deafness that's coming. Uh, I don't know if it's whoever's in the house. It's coming upon you, and I want to pray for that right now. So please call that number. I don't know how you get in touch with us. Oh, type it in. Yeah, that's kind of like Indian smoke signal. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands up towards heaven. You know, we are not in a hurry. We've spent our time worshiping him to bring him here. And he's here because needs are here. He's here because you're here. He didn't come to leave you the same way. He come to do miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have uh, any type of growth on your body uh, that are cancerous or anything like that, or gorder, if that's you, please stand to your feet so we can see you. Stand to your feet. If you've got gorders or any type of tumor or anything like that, guys. If you've got them, come on up. Hallelujah. Hello, Gary. What do you got? Really? Absolutely. It sure does. I'll tell you what. Everything, it's either COVID or King Time. I mean, ain't nothing else. But you're a child of God. You've been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. And God has preserved you and kept you all of the days of your life. And God is here to continue to raise up a standard 
to drive it in the ground and to cause it to be unshakable. And Father, I curse this right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it in the name of Jesus to come out of him every cell. God, oh God, I loose the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you, Gary. Yes, Lord. You do. Okay, you can feel it. There are a lot of reasons they come on lack of iodine or you know, lots of kinds, lots of things. So you have one right here. I see it. Okay. Now, in the name of Jesus, I command this border in Jesus Christ's name to come out right now. Go in the name of Jesus. Now, Lori, I know it sounds crazy. Just swallow. Now, push on there and tell me where that is. You don't feel it. There you go. You're right. You're go. There you go. What do you got, young lady? Really? I curse right now this skin cancer in the name of Jesus Christ by the authority of that name, by the power of the blood that has redeemed her. I break your power, cancer, and I deliver you notice that in the name of Jesus, we command you to come out of her. Let her go in Jesus' name. Oh, God, right now, every cell be gone. And God, I loose the working of miracles into the marrow of her bone, God, creating new, healthy, living cells in Jesus' name. God be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. There you go, young lady. What do you got? A hernia. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command this hernia right now. I curse it and, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I command this hernia in Jesus' name to come out of him. Oh, God, I loose the working of miracles in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, check for it, Richard. In the name of Jesus, we curse this hernia right now all of the way. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus, I command this hernia right now to be healed and to loose him in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. feel it burning. Okay, hallelujah. Well, there we go, Richard. Feel this right here. You see how it is progressing back this way. Well, there you go, Richard. Let God finish it up. 
did you lose your job? Somebody told me you lost your job. I said, I don't think so. Oh, I have to give them all their money back. I took, took you up an offering. Got $14,000. Well, we'll split it later. So, but, all right. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the matchless name that holds all power, I command right now, God, the cancer in the name of Jesus. I command right now this colon cancer in the name of Jesus. You devil, I command you to come out of him right now. Loose him. Oh, God, we loose the working of miracles in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jerry. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to hear great things. Well, I don't have one of them. No, all right. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command right now, God, this growth, this cyst-like, this calcium, right now I command it in the name of Jesus to come out of him right now in Jesus' name. I loose miracles, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, Rex, feel the thing. Huh? Now, praise God. All right, Rex, you go and you give me that report back. Okay? Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Right, I command right now this fatty tumor, I command you to disappear, to dissipate, come out of her in the name of Jesus. I command you to go. Oh God, I thank you for it. I loose the working of miracles in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You say it floats around. Hmm. In Jesus' name, I curse it. I command it to die. The looser in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I always like for people to feel them. Tell me what's going on. It feels smaller. Yes, it is still there. And it does feel smaller. Yes, it did protrude out. Now it's almost even with your arm. Yeah, okay, close. There you go. Hallelujah. Yes, Bill. Yes, sir. 
is she pregnant hmm is had she had trouble with pregnancies before okay I am too we're going to pray for your daughter father in the name of Jesus we just lose blessing upon the seed of the righteous that God you will protect her keep her bring her through God and preserve her God that which you have done before you would do on her behalf in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Praise God. All righty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles today to Romans, the sixth chapter. Remember, we've been talking about the devil. Not that we are trying to glorify him, but if you do not know who your enemy is, you will ultimately blame God for many things that he is not author to. We think because there is power, unlimited power, that God can do whatever he decides to do. That is not true. Or everybody would be saved. 2 Peter 3, 9, not God's will that any perish, but that all should come unto repentance. Now, it is God's will that no man descends into the lower pits of darkness or eternity, hell. God doesn't want that for any man. God sent his only begotten son to die for you and I because he makes a way of escape. And so people sometimes think because God has all power, they say, well, why does God let this? Well, God doesn't let things. Man has to give God access in order to do things. In other words, God answers prayer. But he doesn't answer prayers that are not prayed. And he doesn't answer prayers that are filled with unbelief. He answers prayer that are prayed with faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus and John, the 16th chapter, said, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. But if we don't pray, we don't receive. So sometimes people have this mindset that Satan, just because you do good, that he's not going to bother you. Or just because you do good that you are not going to be attacked of the devil. But good works do not paralyze the devil. Yep, that's right. Good works do not paralyze the devil. 
Only the believer can paralyze the devil using the weapons that God has given him. Romans, the sixth chapter, which is a chapter that deals with our victorious defeat over sin. Romans, the sixth chapter, and let's look down at verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion, rulership over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. And then, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. What does God forbid? Sin. Do you understand? God forbids sin. The Bible goes on to say in Romans 6 chapter, he that committeth sin. Now, you and I all know what sin is. James 1.17, every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. And if you don't control our own bodies, know how to handle, recognize when lust is entering in, it will come in. And then when you follow that temptation, those urges, those desires to do that which God has said not to do. God is not trying to strip you of pleasure. What God is trying to do is to keep you from an eternal hell. From an eternal hell. I just heard a story the other night, Tuesday night. Uh, you were there, Rick. Tuesday night, a man that was like 78, 79 years old, he had been a deacon in a denominational church. And he said, uh, they told him he had to have a quadruple bypass. So they took him in and operated on him. And of course, you already know where the story's going. He died. And when he dies, he said, you know, people say, oh, I see the light. I didn't see no light. He said, I've been a deacon for 45 years. He said, I didn't see any light. I started falling down a hole. And I kept getting deeper and deeper. And he said, when I got so far down, I knew where I was headed. He said, I was headed for an, an eternity without God called hell. And he said, I was being drawn down to this deep, dark place of hell. And he said, I tried to think of God. He said, I, I, I tried to think of a song. I, I tried to think of something that would connect me with God. He said, but I realized the further down that I got, the less mindful of God I got. You know that hell is vacant 
of anything that has to do with God. This man said he was falling, falling, falling. And he said all of a sudden, he said, I'm just trying, God, what happened to everything I knew? And he said all of a sudden a scripture came to him that said, I can do all things through Christ. He said, I started saying that over and over and over and over. And by the way, his denomination doesn't believe in confession. But he was saying it over and over and over, and all of a sudden, he stopped falling. He started coming up. And he said, then when I got a little further up, I remembered a song my mama sung to me. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red, black, and white, and paper bag, brown. And uh, Jesus loves the little children of the world. He said, and I sang that. And I kept coming up, I kept coming up. I was mindful of God. I was getting a grasp of who God was again. And all of a sudden, he was back into his body. The nurses asked him, said, you know, your family's been waiting for like 9, 10, 11, 12 hours. Would you like to see him? He said, no. Get me the chaplain. So the chaplain came in, and it was a woman, which his denomination doesn't believe in women preachers. It's funny, God don't give a hoot what you believe. <laughs> don't you ever wonder if that donkey that talked to Balaam was not a woman? <laughs> you don't know. Why would you even speculate such things? When God said there's neither male nor female, that should stop all arguments. He used Mary to bring a redeemer, not Joseph. Anyway, so they brought the woman in, and he tells the story, and pretty soon the story goes, and he said, I end up telling the story to every doctor, nurse, every patient in that hospital. And he said, and when I came back, I remembered what I was remembering falling down in this deep, deep hole. He said, this is what I remembered. He said, I was headed for hell, not for the sins that I had repented of, but for the righteous deeds that God had called me to do and I had not fulfilled. In other words, I remembered that story of the three men that had been given five talents and ten talents and then one that was no talent. I remember how they appeared before the judgment seat of Christ. Jesus is not on the earth. He doesn't ever judge on the earth. He said, I remembered, and they came before the judgment seat of Christ to receive a reward. 
And he said to the one, he gave him five more talents to another. He gave two more talents. Then to the last, he said, where's my increase? He said, I was afraid. I knew what you wanted. You wanted me to give you a harvest places that you had not sown. And he said, I knew as I was falling through that deep hole that God had cast me away because I had not used my talent for his glory. He said, it's in the Bible. I said, I, I know, but we, we don't want to tell people that. They get too scary. He said, oh, yeah, I know. But there were other people that went to heaven and were cast out. You know, have we not done miracles in your name, prophesied in your name? See, Jesus only meets people that are to be rewarded or those that are to be judged. And he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. But this man then said, and now every day I try to get a place to share my story. He said, because I don't want to be lost. He said, every place that I can go, I'll go. And I said, I want you to come to Ohio. He said, well, I can't right now. I got, I got other things to do. I said, okay, but I want you to come and to give your testimony. As he'd break in and sometimes shed tears during his story, realizing how many people he had missed that fell into that dark hole with no hope of getting out, of not knowing Jesus. And some of them just thought, well, I don't know what to do. And they just kept descending deeper and deeper and deeper. Sin opens the door for lukewarmness, compromise. And those things open the door to the devil. Sin, wickedness, and demonic activity are really like a package that comes together. You can't have sin unless there has been some type of temptation or demonic activity drawing you to do something that God opposed by the law. Now, I know you say, oh, the law, we're not under the law. Well, the Bible says, if you read the Bible, the Bible says in 1 John that all sin is transgression of the law. Paul said, I would not have known that I should not uh, desire my, my neighbor's wife, except the Bible said, thou shalt not covet. So you, you don't know what sin is in, without the law. The law's not bad. The law's not even made for righteous people. In other words, we should never be involved in having to judge our deeds because we know better. But 
when we transgress the law, that's sin. And then Galatians, the third chapter says, the reason God gave us the law was to reveal to us what sin was. Because without the law, there is no impu imputation of sin. In other words, you can't hold a man guilty that doesn't know he's doing wrong. So, sin opens the door for demonic activity and increases wickedness. Increases wickedness. The world that we live in drives itself into wickedness And into lust, greed, premarital sex, entertainment that is twisted and perverted. And we as Christians, here's the problem. We as Christians get so subdued. It used to burn, but now it's entertaining sin is creating wicked activity in our lives and we think that it's natural the more familiar with it that we get the more we allow it to have place and that is wrong you say, well, well what, what am I going to do while I'm here? How about work for the Lord? See, the problem is lots of us don't even believe that Jesus is coming back. Oh, he's coming back. The Bible says this, 2 Corinthians 6:14. Come out from among them. Don't tamper, don't touch, don't meddle with wickedness or unrighteousness don't do it and then he goes on to say because what fellowship does the tabernacle of Baal have with the temple of God what type of fellowship does a fornicator have with someone that is sanctified and consecrated to God and then this is what God says please listen what he says if you will come out from among them, touch not the unclean thing, I will receive you to myself, and ye shall be my children, and I will be your God. But if we become tainted by this vast network of sin in the world that is so watered down, so deceptive, so hidden that we don't think that it's bad. Well, you know, it, it's in everything. Then turn everything off. Do whatever you have to do to lay hold and to find yourself having a ear from God into the ark of salvation. Whatever you got to do, please do.
Because once that door is shut, it's not opening again. When Jesus comes to take us, he's not making three trips. I know you'll be glad when this, script, this series is over and today it'll be over. Then the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7.1, I have not received the grace of God in vain. He said that I have purified myself. I've sanctified myself. I've consecrated myself. Now, you might not like all these words, but the bottom line is it's called holiness. And without it, no man shall see the Lord. These sins become so common and acceptable as a way of life to us that we don't even take time to examine them or judge them. Thus, many believers who are followers of Christ are conformed to the thinking of the world. The thinking of the world. I've had Christians say this to me. Well, pastor, they're in love. Well, what does that mean? That means they're in love. You know, you can't buy a shoe unless you try it on. Now, that would be hilarious if it wasn't so drenched in heartbreak and sorrow. So we have to start looking at our life because Jesus is coming back. The believer must open up his spiritual senses and renew his mind and put his faith to work. 1 Peter 1.5 says that we are kept by the power of God as we use our faith. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. I know I might be boring you, but I'm getting a little stirred myself. And uh, I'm glad. You know, when God takes me to what we would call the woodshed, I never dread it. I am so thankful for it. Anytime he quits bringing judgment or revealing sin to my life, then he will be done working in my life. So we want to be thankful when judgment comes. Amen? Yeah. Second Corinthians 12, 7, it says this. And least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me least I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, this thorn in the flesh, this buffeting spirit, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace 
is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in dis... Uh, I, I got so much stuff wrote in my Bible, can't even receive the word. Distresses, there you go. For Christ spake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Where did the revelation that Paul got come from? When he got a, caught up to the third heaven, right? There are three heavens. There is the heaven that the birds fly through that we breathe in. Then there is the second heaven. This is where Satan did war with Michael the archangel when Daniel uh, stood for 21 days. And then in the third heaven, there is where God dwells. And so it talks about here that Paul went into the heavenlies and he received revelation knowledge. Now, who did not want him to share that revelation knowledge? Satan, you're absolutely right. And so there was given him a spirit, a buffeting spirit, a thorn in the flesh sent by the devil. Why would God give Paul something and then fight him to keep him silent? No, it was not God, it was the devil. Amen? And so it says that he said unto him, God, help me. And God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. What does that mean? That tells us that the grace of God, now the grace of God is called the Word of God. In Acts says that this is the Word of grace that is given unto you. This is an unveiling of what God desires to do for you because you can't do it for yourself. Every promise is grace. Every promise is God's answer for your need. And so Paul sought God for that, and God says this, Paul, my grace has already enabled you to be victorious. I always caused you to be victorious in Christ Jesus. But sometimes the devil gets into our lives and into our families, into our affairs, because we don't recognize who is bringing the stinging agents and hindrances to our life. It is always the devil. Well, well, but, but what about God will convict you, but he will not afflict you. And so we realize that 
Paul besought God, and God says this, Paul, I've given you my grace. In other words, you can defeat any foe that comes against you. What I'm telling you today is this. There is a lot of spiritual activity going on in our families, our children's lives, and so forth, that we are doing nothing about. And I know that we say sayings like this, well, they'll work it out. Well, he'll find his way. Well, you know, he'll get over it. Well, you know, they'll, they'll do this and that. No, no, this is the devil. And your children may need your spiritual eyes to tell them what's going on. Hallelujah. All right. So we have to understand that Jesus has equipped us as believers. He said this in Luke 10, I send you forth as lambs, as lambs. Who was Jesus? The lamb taketh away the sins of the world. In other words, he sent us into the world the same way the Father sent him prepared to destroy the works of the devil and not to be affected by it. Remember when Jesus, the disciples come back and said, oh man, Satan is subject to us by your name or through your name. He said, when you went out, I saw Satan falling like lightning. Whenever you start pulling down parts of the kingdom of Satan, he is a flash that is advertising that Christians are believing God and that we use his name. Somebody say his name. We have the name of Jesus. Don't just let it lay on our lips, hang on our walls, let it be sung in our songs, but let us rise up and use it against the adversary of our soul. We have the name of Jesus, and in his name we shall cast out devils. That is one of our weaponry, is that we have that great name. Secondly, the Bible says, John the eighth chapter, verse 32 says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You know there is freedom in the scripture. Freedom in the scripture. I don't care how long you've been in your prison. I don't care how long it seemed like the stone has shut off the sun. I don't care how bad they tell you it is. I am telling you right now that there is nothing impossible to God. And the truth will set you free and truth can change fact. Thank God there's three liberated Methodists in here. Another weapon that we have is obedience. Is obedience. 
How many of you believe that God has told you to do something, but you just ended up really not wanting to do it, or you were too tired to do it, or too busy to do it, or you blamed it on your wife that she gave your list too long to do it? Do you know that disobedience is nothing but a proclamation of eroding faith? Eroding faith. And it doesn't matter what kind of disobedience it is, it's still born out of the family of witchcraft. So we have to become obedient. Remember we sing this song. Uh, can I have the band up here to sing this song? It says, if you say it's right, then it's right. If you say it's wrong, it's wrong. You remember when you lived for Jesus like that? You remember when you wouldn't think a thought? about a brother? Do you remember that everything you did, you prayed about? Joel, do you remember when you brought your groceries home that you prayed for over all of them in case you might eat something without thanking God for it? I used to do the same thing. Listen, where is the hunger that should drive passivity away? Where is when we wake up in the morning and say, Holy Ghost, I belong to you. Holy Ghost, lead me that I may walk in the true power of sonship. Holy Ghost, help me demonstrate that God is my Abba Father. Amen. Holy Ghost, bring scriptures back to my remembrance that I will stay pure and dedicated. Holy Ghost, help me to love God more than I love a nickel when the woman counts it back to me wrong. Help me, Holy Ghost, that I will be a blessing because it's better for me to give one than to receive one. Open my eyes and unharden my heart that I will hear from heaven the devil is at work but the Holy Ghost is working far harder than the Holy Ghost I mean the devil the Holy Ghost working far harder than the devil sorry about that can you back mask that do you remember what song I'm talking about you sing it What is it, Nikki? Last, last 
Did, did that have any of the words I said in it? This is, what, this is what I'm talking about, being led of the Lord. So you can be obedient. I'm kidding you. Thank God for our worship team. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, while they sing this song, if you're here today, you brought somebody with you, don't leave this building without Jesus. Don't leave this building without accepting him as your personal savior. He shed his blood for you because you couldn't shed your own blood to be saved. He loves you more than you'll ever be able to love him. So, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, there will be people to pray with you up here. And so please come. Give your life to Christ. Join the family of faith. Stand to your feet. You got her, Ashley? Almost? All right. <laughs> if you say it's wrong, then I'll say no. If you say release, I'm letting go. If you're in it with me, I'll begin. And when you say to jump, I'm diving in. If you say be still, then I will wait. If you say to trust, I will obey. 